Let's bring in our next guest. Tanner Bybee joins us right now from the Cleveland Guardians. Had a sensational rookie season. He is a finalist for AL Rookie of the Year. Tanner, great to have you on, man. And now that you've had a few weeks to actually let it settle all in, you can talk about yourself. Like, when you reflect on this past season, did it go as planned? I mean, not really, because I think during spring training, they told me I was going to start in Akron, and which is double A. And the only reason I went up to triple A was because Tristan got hurt. And then three weeks later, Siv got hurt. So then I got called up after three weeks in AAA. So just the first month of the season did not go as planned, really. So it went better, though, right? <laughs> I mean, at better. least for, yeah. for, for you, obviously, you don't want your teammates getting hurt. But, like, you, you jump up to the bigs, and then you're like, oh, cool, I belong here. We had a couple people in our chat when they heard that you were coming on. They go, I didn't know much about him when he came up because some of these people are just fans of, of baseball or other teams. They were like, but when I saw his first start or his second start, whatever it was, one of his first two starts, they were like, oh, he's good. He's going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point it was just kind of not like a fight or flight thing, but it was just like, this is super exciting. I mean, going from debut, I mean, the debut always always going to be crazy. It's always going to be nerve-wracking. And then going from that to Yankee Stadium, my second start was definitely like a, oh my gosh, I really made it. But uh, I think after like, after like a couple starts here and there, I think I definitely kind of settled in. Well, Tanner, I think I, I think I broadcast about five of your starts on Fox. <laughs> Uh, every time I did a Guardians game, oh, he's pitching Tanner Bybee. I'm like, sweet, he's going to throw that high fastball, a little changeup, a little back foot curveball. I don't recognize you without your glasses on. So can you go put those on so when I talk to you, you look more normal to what I used to see. But, I mean, man, you had that high fastball combo going. And, and every time we talked to Terry Francona about you, he raved about your makeup. He raved about your stuff. So congratulations. I know Terry's gone now. But, man, I got to see a lot of your starts. And let me say, I was very impressed with the way you handled yourself. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely, I mean, Tito's the absolute man. I think I, if I had to pick any manager to ever like help me into like my rookie year, I think he had to be definitely one of the best ones like ever to do that. And, and we'll get to that. And obviously you have a new guy and these guys can give you some, some tips, especially Kratz knows Stephen vote pretty well. So we'll have some fun with that. But first off, can you, you probably, I hope know this better than I do. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this changed recently. The top two finishers for AL Rookie of the Year can get full service time. Do you know what I'm talking about with how that works? Yeah. I mean, you're the player, and these guys know it a little bit too. Yeah, so I think it's first and second get a full year of service time. I think that's pretty – I think it's relatively new because the new CBA. Yeah. So are you rooting for at least – I mean, hey, Gunnar Henderson has a pretty good chance of winning this thing, right? Position yeah. player, played all year, the whole deal. Are you like, hey, if I get second place, I get a full year instead of what you're at right now? I mean, that's real, though. That that matters for the individual. 100% like, it matters for him. You should want yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the full year of service time, I think, is ginormous for me. And just, like, longevity of career and anything and just, like, making money. But then again, like, you always want to win. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, hell yeah, second place. But, I mean... <laughs> It's, it's just cool kind of being nominated. It's cool being up there. I mean, Gunnar had a great season, so did Tristan. So, so what do you, isn't there isn't there a money isn't there a prize pool too? Isn't there a money pool? Don't you get uh, for being for top, rookie of the year top just, five? Yeah, uh, I think first and second, and then there's the pre arbitration pool too. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that's not that's not anything with the rookie of the year voting. That's the money. The money isn't. I don't think so, no. No, okay. no. Yeah, I don't think – I think those are separate, but service time is cool. 
Um, All right, yeah, that, dude, are you kidding? I mean, <laughs> well, you, almost, you almost got a full year anyway, so. Yeah, well, I mean, he was close. You know what would be yeah. really cool, though, is if they gave you an extra year of service time. So, like, instead of oh, him being like, I got 130 <laughs> days, you now have one year and 130 days. Yeah. Get to arbitration faster. Now, we need to talk to Tony Clark about that. <laughs> There's no way the other side would accept no. that. Yeah. No, no. Not a chance. Not. not a chance. Hey, before we get to your my, one of my favorite people in the world and your new manager, your last outing. Do you know who you're – I mean, this is a dumb question, but you know who you pitched against for your last outing of the year, right? It was the Rangers. Who did I think and, and how did you do? Uh, I was like five and a third, one run. Because sure. Mark – because Marcus Simeon loves to hit off me. <laughs> hey, you got him out. Hey, you got him out on the first pitch curveball to start the game. Yeah. But, but did you see them win the World Series after you faced them yeah. on I think it was September 16th? Yeah, it was I was actually really rooting for um them and the Phillies to go against each other because I threw pretty well against the Phillies too. So did you see them? Did you see them doing what they did? I mean, yeah, you yeah, actually threw way better against the Phillies than you did against – that was seven innings. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely turned it on. I mean, we played them right out of the All-Star break. And I remember, like, seeing – like, looking up at the scoreboard in Arlington and seeing all their stats. I mean, you had, like, Ezekiel Duran and Jankowski and Leody Tavares hitting, like, 7-8-9. And they're all hitting, like, 3-10. And I'm like, What? These guys are their seven, eight, nine hitters hitting three ten, and they kind of like got into that little lull where they kind of struggled. And then once it hit October, I mean, they just absolutely turned it back on to what they were. All right, so now Kratz, go ahead. Leads you oh. right into your uh, recommendation here. Go ahead, tell them, give them the scouting report on that handsome man who's smiling, taking over the spot of a legend. Yeah. First of all, he's gonna love your shirt. Because it's not Nike, it's Nike. Okay, so it's hike Nike. Don't it's not hike Nike, but he is easily going to be the ugliest manager you've ever had, even though you've only had one in the big leagues. And as much as you love Tito, I think you will love Stephen Vote just the same, but in more of like a like favorite uncle instead of like your favorite grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spot on. But how are you going? What would you tell? What would you tell voter about yourself before you ever even, you know, set foot on the on the mound? Because he's going to know what you throw. He knows exactly. You know, he has yeah. got all that baseball stuff. What would you tell him about yourself to make to make you to make him get to know you better, but also just to make the team better? Yeah, I mean, I think that the way I could like describe myself I feel like I'm a, I'm a really hard worker I feel like I'm super competitive on and off the field um I think I just kind of want to win really like last year towards the end I mean playing meaningless baseball I mean it's only my first time but playing meaningless baseball is definitely not as fun as trying to go for the playoffs so that's what I would say that's how I would describe to him have you talked to him yet no I haven't I mean I think he he's been I mean I cannot imagine all the stuff he's going through right now talking with everyone kratz when he does call tanner what should tanner say to him hmm. that's a good like question. Any, any inside joke or you know something good on on voter 
come back to me on that one. I was gonna, okay, I was gonna, I, like I'm trying to come up with some dirt, but hey, he's got a. Is it gonna be tough to respect a guy that you could have faced had you made up to the big leagues a year before, compared to the <laughs> manager who you almost have to like help down the steps in Tito Francona? That's honestly super crazy. I think he would have been like, I think last year he would have been like seven years older than our oldest guy, which is nuts compared to Tito. <laughs> compared to Tito. Who's like 70 Ooh. years older. Who's coached longer <laughs> than I've been alive. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Big difference, yeah. Um, all right, so on the... Wait, co- on, wait before... Yes? Did, is, is Carl Willis staying? Did they announce whether Carl Willis is staying or not? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. I No, I just didn't know. I haven't seen anything on that. Are they keeping the rest of the coach? I just don't know. Sarball, Sarball's gone. Yeah. Well, Sarball is Tito's guy for sure. Yeah. And I thought someone, Sarbaugh, someone else. Sarbaugh, uh Rigo Beltron, and there was one more that I can't remember. Is Ricky still in the bullpen? Is he still your bullpen cat coach? <laughs> yeah. Ricky's now, if you, you want to know what, what voter's going to be like, just think a mature Ricky. Ricky who? What's the last name? Doesn't Ricky matter. Paccioni. No, no. You can't say that name. You're, you're now on a hit list. What? You're now on a Jersey hit list. You can't be putting his name out there. He's undercover mafia. It's on MLB.com. No. <laughs> is it not? Is he a secret bullpen coach? He's a secret. No, he's no, no, no. He's a, he's a bullpen, catcher, catcher. bullpen catcher. Oh, bullpen catcher. For like millennial. He's been, he's been there forever. He doesn't age. Yeah. You would think he's like in his, in his mid-20s and he's got a full-on kid. Yep. He's got an adult child. <laughs> full on kid. I yeah. love that. I love that. Tanner just says you're an adult. You have a kid. A full on kid, though, full not on like kid. a two year old. Like half a kid, like a full kid. This, this kid like eats real meals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah, Tanner, I got a question for you. I, I want to try and like see if I can. I don't know. Ask it in a different way because you've probably gotten it a million times already. But um, we have fun here. But I also think on the baseball side, we I like to point out that Cleveland, for example, is a pitching machine, pitching factory, right? Like the Rays get, I think, the most attention in the league. It's like, oh, you go to the Rays and you turn into gold. I actually think Cleveland's probably leading the pack in that department right now. I know starting you don't have pitch. another place to – what's up, Kratz? Oh, starting for starting. No. For Cleveland? They do not produce relief pitchers. I've seen That's their not algorithm. True. They do not produce relief pitchers. Disagree. They, they trade for them. Okay, but then they bring them over and they uh, – the Rays trade for everyone. I'm just saying at the big league level – the development of pitchers to be successful at the big league level. What have you seen? What have anyone that's come from another organization said to you that stands out about what you've experienced so far that's enabled guys to not just make it through the system, but pretty quickly have success in the big leagues? I think, I mean, Cleveland's super unique in that way. I think there's like only a couple other teams that can really say that they're good at developing i think you said the rays are one of them i think the dodgers are up there and i think i think what cleveland did when i first got drafted they're like what kind of pitcher do you want to be and they asked me first before kind of like giving their opinion and i've always kind of wanted to be that like the overpowering fastball guy but be able to throw all the pitches for strikes and they're like okay like we agree like let's let's throw a riding fastball Let's uh let's throw a slider that looks like a fastball. Let's throw a changeup that looks like a fastball. Like, I think at that point, 
they want to find out what you're best at and what you're able to do before you can absolutely like lock down what what you can what you can do in the future just because there's so many things like you're never going to be a finished product ever um that's their kind of philosophy for it and every day you need to keep refining stuff keep getting better stuff like that tanner uh speaking of getting better is your hip better because they put you on the 60 day il at the end of the year with a hip is your hip messed up or is that just a procedural move where you had a little bit of tightness and they're like, ah, it's the end of the season anyways, we need a roster spot. Yeah, I think I think it was more procedural. I think um, uh, I think it was all already precautionary. I mean, we weren't really playing for anything at that point. We were kind of almost mathematically eliminated. And it kind of just tweaked it. And at that point of the season, it was just like, okay, let's just, let's just not push this. That's fair. That's fair, yeah, totally. Um, question for you. We were debating this earlier and you were a fifth round pick from Cal State Fullerton. Uh, do you think that the draft should be where it's at right now? We were, you know, the topic came up again in the last 24 hours. I've been very involved in the draft. So it's one of the few topics on this show that I can actually have a little bit of say in. And I was like, uh, day after Omaha ends, have it in Omaha, keep the party going. Right. I feel yeah. like that's a much better spot. I feel like it gets completely hidden under all of the other all-star festivities. And I don't like the timing now that you're you know, years removed from that. What do you think? I think I feel like it should be like this like glorified thing. I mean, the NFL draft is in Vegas. The NBA draft has this whole thing. I mean, like, yeah, there's more rounds in the MLB draft. And yeah, you're not going to see them in the bigs like right away, even though I mean, the past, like, two years, I feel like we kind of are sometimes, <laughs> especially with, like, the Angels. But I think it needs to be, like, the whole production. I mean, I feel like like this is a once-in-a-lifetime a once thing for a lot of these people and a lot of these, like, players. So I feel like why not, like, let's make it, like, this grand thing. So what would, be your, what would be your grand thing? How would you want to make it a bigger thing? Because I, I love the idea about – it being after Omaha, it's like the only yeah. like buildup that we have from, you know, the amateurs coming in and then it's like, oh yeah, have it right there. And some of the guys are still around. I mean, I kind of like it. I mean, that's kind of where every college baseball player is trying to get to at the end of the day. And like, yeah, the high schoolers don't really know much about Omaha, but I think at the same time, like it's, it's kind of like the Mecca of like the next level almost. And I feel like there's going to be a ton of draft guys there. I think Omaha is a great place for it. Yeah, me too. So, all right, talking about fighting to get drafted. Let's talk about where you were when Hosey landed the knockout blow on TA. <laughs> we're showing oh, it. We're showing this, it here. This is some of the most adrenaline I've had on a baseball field ever. <laughs> I, where so are you? I'm, is he on here? I'm, I'm on the railing. I, you really can't ever see me in these videos, I don't think. But Not I'm so on the railing. I think I'm the guy with the hood on, I want to say, when it runs in right here. I, yeah, you barely saw me. But you I, was off, I was on the <laughs> railing. And I remember seeing, like, through all the, all the crowd of people, I see them both go like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're about to straight-up fight. And then... I'm running out there, and all I see is they I'm start swinging, and I just see T.A. just, like, crumble to the ground. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
he's on like Hosey just knocked him out. And then like you had Kopech and Klasse go like yelling at each other and like Gabriel Arias is yelling and then Sarbi and Griffal start yelling at each that whole thing was like the longest, like prolonged thing ever. And there's just so much adrenaline involved. It was amazing. And you did nothing. You didn't even I, show up. I was holding some people back. That's about all I did. Were you, were you holding your own teammates back or were you holding the other teammates back? Because you got to either be in the fight or hold someone else from the other team back. The other team? Yeah, you got to hold someone else back. There's plenty Kratz, of guys. he's not you. Okay, Tanner, I'm going to give you a little context here. Kratz has gotten in a few of these and he is um, like the Michelin man. And he just will like pick up multiple bodies and just be like, he's superhuman strength. So, I mean, I'm sure you're strong, but Kratz is a beast. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm definitely not as big as you, Kratz. You're a catcher. Those guys are usually (laughs) fucking huge. (laughs) Tell him, Kratz. Go ahead. Whatever. I I need my pitchers. I need my pitchers to come out there. I mean, if you got the hood on, you're coming out like Sergio Romo came out, like, like kind of gangster, like. What's up now? What's up now? Like they don't they don't know about you. You don't have to actually throw a fight, but they're like, dang, that Terran Bybee guy, he's kind of he's kind of scary. Like he had the hood up the whole fight. Yeah, dude, that's a bad look though. As a rookie trying to get in a fight though. No, not trying to get in a fight, but just like standing up for your boys. Like, yo, I got you, I got you. And then when like somebody big like Kopech, if he if he got in your face, then you'd be like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Like I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to chill. I'm just trying to chill. Oh, hey, dude, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. Tanner, listen, here's the thing. When you go out there, especially as a pitcher, you got to grab somebody, okay, on the other team, and you find someone either that you don't you like or you don't like or even somebody you don't know, you just grab them by the shirt, and you just say, okay, we're going to walk over here, and we're just going to hold on to each other, and we're going to peek over our shoulder what's happening, right? So we're going to be look like we're holding each other back, but we're really just witnessing and watching like this. We're like, Oh look! Oh my gosh! He just got knocked. Oh my god! Now Kopech and Klasse. Oh, oh, oh! oh ah, right. That way, everyone thinks you're involved. You can't just be standing there and looking around like, oh wait, nothing's happening. You gotta just grab somebody and hold them, and then it'd be like, grab me back, grab me back. Yeah, yeah, we're fighting, we're fighting, and then no one will think, no one will second guess you. I'm trying to think of who I would have grabbed on the White Sox. It's like kind of my size. I mean, I'm not grabbing Andrew Vaughn. I'm not grabbing Yasmani. Dylan Cease. Oh, you, you grab another pit. Yeah, you grab Dylan Cease. Dylan, and you talk about like, one. hey, Dylan, can you teach me how to throw your slider while we're sitting here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like, you like learn things. <laughs> yeah. Also, Tanner, you're not small. You're six two two something. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're okay, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Not undersized. All right. Last one, and we'll, we'll let you jump. And we got we got another uh, award finalist. Waiting to say what's up in Kevin Gossman. Um, so Andre Semenes comes on the show pretty frequently, usually like pretty mild mannered. And we were like, double play partner with Tim Anderson. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything for us on Andres? Because he comes on pretty frequently and he was pretty, pretty laid back and chill. But we can get, we figured out a few ways to kind of press his buttons. Yeah, he's he's a super quiet dude. Like he um like I feel like I'm kind of a quiet dude too, but he um I mean he just kind of goes about his business. I mean, he's all-star, absolute best second baseman I've ever seen, but he's a great dude. I mean, I think you can definitely press his buttons in some ways. I think I didn't really get to that point because it was my first year, but I think um he's a, he's an amazing dude. 
Tanner, speaking of all-stars and guys that have small awards on your team, there's a Cy Young Award winner on your team that we've also had on. Uh, has, has Mr. Shane Bieber, has he taught you anything? Has he taught you, he hasn't taught you how to grow the perfect beard yet? Has he talked to you about soccer? I mean, what, what are your conversations like with Shane? I mean, we – I think me, him, and Cal talked about – when it started getting closer to football season, every day we just talked about fantasy football and what we liked. I mean, me and, me and Shane are from the same hometown – so that, that was like one of the first things uh, after my debut. I like sat, sat on the bench. He's like, you're from Mission Viejo? And I was like, yeah. He's like, wow, that's a small world. Um, but I mean, he was like putting on soccer in the locker room. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't really care that much about soccer. Take it off the screen. <laughs> it sounds like Tanner with Shane is like you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Tanner, <laughs> good luck. Okay. By the way, tell Shane, know your teammates. Oh, you, wait, you're from Mission Viejo too? No way. <laughs> Stop That's it. so cool, bro. Anyway, Tanner, <laughs> good luck, dude. It was awesome having you on here for the first time. You're great. Um, you are not as shy as Andres. I will let you know. We can say that because he's a good buddy of ours. Um, good luck. And if you don't get first, we at least hope you get second. So Thank uh, you. <laughs> we'll be Thank watching. You. Thanks, and, man. And, and hang on, Tanner. <laughs> what? Ask voter when the first time he calls you, be like, oh. hey, you know I'm a rookie of the year finalist? Like, do you mind if I shower in the coach's room? Just ask him that. No <laughs> <laughs> backstory? Just... just just ask him. Just ask him. All okay. Right. Okay. Good luck. Good luck on that one. Yeah. Let's Cheers, know how that Tanner. Goes, Happy offseason, man. Thanks, guys.